three, two. Welcome back to the JJK Chronicles. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, three, two, one. Welcome back to the Podcast Chronicles. At you. <laughs> Never done a podcast before. Three, two, one. Hold on, let me change the lighting arrangements in my place. Yeah, yeah. Throwing me off. There we go. They're rotating out. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. (laughs) Try again. All right, hold on. I just got a text that's kind of ruining everything. Oh boy. Three, two. Welcome back to the Jujutsu Kaisen Chronicles. <laughs> Wait. The JJK Chronicles. <laughs> Bro, there, is, there is so much pressure on this Zoom call. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the JJK Chronicles, a Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. I am Mr. Chazzy Chart. I am Ronnie, and I'm definitely making sure all those outtakes go in the podcast. <laughs> and please don't. Please edit that out. Um, and welcome, guys. We're on Season 1, Episode 18 of Sage. Uh, we're back. We're thriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might sound a little different. It is our first at the inaugural uh remote podcast you know we stayed we were right there next to each other breathing in the same air when that bitch Corey v's got the world by the balls and right as it starts to relent we say you know what let's stay socially distanced let's you know get away from each other for a while yeah we just wanted to practice what everybody else is practicing um we're also wearing masks right now too even though we are alone in our own rooms yes what did you think about this podcast? Oh, this podcast? <laughs> if you want me to by that, uh, I mean analyze the podcast, I think so far it's been pretty fucking terrible. Now, the episode, on the other hand, I enjoyed pretty well. Enjoyed pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Not helping me out very much. And I will just say one more thing with the, uh, the online podcast. We're trying a few different options. If the audio is not great here, maybe next time we try another option. You just got to stick with us, you know? And if anyone's listening to season one, episode 18 of our Jujutsu Kaisen podcast, I'm feeling good that they're going to stick with us anyway. So I shouldn't even have to say this because they're they're the diehards. Yeah, and I'm driving up and meeting up with my my buddy Ronnie for the next pod. So it'll sound a lot better than this. If this sounds yeah, like we're shit. not always doing this, just so we feel like we can churn out more content this way. Hence why we're doing it. Okay. So just bear with us. Ronnie's still trying to get the hang of this. He's messed up a couple times and <laughs> we'll just go right into it. Let's get into the episode. Our boy Fushi. He's fighting the blind man and the blind guy is shooting water arrows as I like to call him. Well, first and, of all, he's not blind. This guy can see. And second what? of all, I was so glad to see Fushi because I feel like it's been way too long. It feels, I mean, I know we've seen him some, but it feels like I've been teased with him since he fought Sukuna in what was like episode four. We haven't got enough time with Fushi. Yeah, it's good to have Fushi back. Um, Camo or Kamo? I think uh, it's the blind uh, man. Kamo. Okay. I mean, it's all right seeing him. Um, he can't see me, but, or he can't see around, but I can see him. Well, he, he, you know, his eyes are closed, but he likes taking little sneak peeks here and there. So I don't like you saying that. Yeah, but it's just like a, as I like to call it later, it's just a, a fake blind guy opening his eyes. It's not really, it's not real. Anyways, his arrows can like bend around the walls and everything. Yeah, it's pretty epic. Fushi's little frog guys, they catch the arrows right when it's about to, to hit him. You know, it's, he pulls one of those badass good guy moments where he's just standing there and doesn't even flinch. Right. And then uh, Fushi then concludes that there is blood on the air. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I, I don't know. I thought you disconnected or something on it. 
Vujinic concludes that there's blood on the arrows that gives Kamo the ability to use curse techniques and pretty much just fly him around wherever he wants. So what did you think of this guy's uh, like cursed energy or whatever his techniques were? It's, I don't really fully understand it yet. That's kind of what I think right now. Yeah, they didn't necessarily do the normal explanation that they like to do, but you know, I like an archer. I like someone who's got uh, skills with a bow. Um, and I was just on the lookout because it was we know Panda rated this guy like right below uh, Toto for being like one of the more powerful ones. Yeah, and did he have Fushi there as well? Yeah, I believe Fushi was kind of right there as as well. Um, let's see here. So we're having a pretty even match right here. It was Toto, then. Um, Inumaki and uh and Kamo and then Fushi was below that. So Panda thought this guy was ahead of Fushi. Oh wow. Fushi's gonna have something to say about that in this episode. Well, what Panda says is always right. So well, we'll see. Kamo then gets mad though, because he thinks that Fushi's well, Fushi's apparently holding back on him because he's only calling out one of his little uh, shikigami pets right? when he knows that he can call out more than that. But yeah, good boy, Shadow, he's busy with another task. What a good boy. You know, he's he can go wherever you need him. You can delegate tasks to him, and he'll abide because good boy. Yeah, and then Fushi tells him that he knows that he's on his last arrow and asks if he's going to pass out. Um, I don't know if that's because he's been standing too long without bending his knees um, that can happen a lot of times. Have I told that story on this podcast? You get some lock knee syndrome or what's going on there? Have you never heard that story? You might, I might've told you, I don't know if I've said it on the pod. Well, I've when said I passed multiple out. times that you got to stop skipping leg day because those little twigs cannot hold up. It, when this was got. not, well, sounds kind of, this was back when I was about 10 years old. So your legs at the, have not changed. Okay. I was about 35 pounds i think back then and i was standing up on i don't know if your school did this or if anybody's school really did this but we would do school plays where we would all practice during a school day on um bleachers right like up up top on stage and since i was always you know the striking young who was very tall handsome and everything i was Mm -hmm. put i was placed in the back yeah, so, well, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. I was always kind of given the solo opportunities, so I was more kind of main stage. They didn't really put me on the bleachers, but yeah, it sounds like you were in the back, even though it was bleachers, well, so technically they wouldn't need to put the tallest in the back because the bleachers provide elevation, but go ahead. Yeah, you were in the back. I was in the back. I'm the tallest. I'm way up there. And anyways, I wasn't. it's not that I couldn't sing or be a main person. Mm-hmm. okay this was fourth grade we didn't do the main stage stuff until the next year so suck it and anyways i was up there singing i was probably doing a fucking awesome job i can't even remember but all of a sudden i just started feeling really funny and everything started to go a little bit fuzzy i was like what am, what's happening and i remember reaching out my hand and saying uh trying to say to the music teacher his name was uh I don't even, I, well, I know his name. I'm not going to say it. And Ali. as I was saying his name, yeah. I just completely blacked out, woke up, and the guy in front of me had caught me. I was going to fall face first, and I woke up just laying on the ground. Like, he, they caught me, and then they just laid me down. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I was 20 feet away from where I was, and it was really freaky. But luckily, that guy saved me, and I didn't break this beautiful face. That's how we knew you were never meant for the stage. Well, that and the teacher didn't want to call the ambulance because they didn't want the school to have to pay for that. Right. So she told me that I didn't pass out. She's like, yeah, you didn't pass out. And I was like, no, I did. She's like, nah, you didn't. You didn't do it. So wait, first, I uh, I'd caught on to the fact that the music teacher was a man. And now you're referencing a woman. Which one is it? You filthy. Liar. Okay, well. Miss Hess was the woman. She was the PE teacher. It was in the gymnasium. Uh, Mr. Keenum, the guy teacher, was just the the guy waving his arms in the front, getting us to sing. Gotcha. So is that bitch Mrs. Hess? Yeah, it's that bitch. Mr. Keenum was cold, cold dude. 
anyways though um so maybe that's what's going on with the uh, combo here we don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is definitely all that to probably say, what's happening all that to say we're not sure why Fushi thinks this guy might be getting ready to fall down but maybe it's that but then he says, Kamo says that it's his tens shadows technique, and it's one of the zenning. Or I'm sorry, yeah, he's talking about uh, Fushi's technique. He says that's one of the zenning clan's hereditary techniques, and he says it's a shame that Maki and Mai weren't the ones that inherited it. So we know, which I think I've already said this, that he was a part of the zenning clan, and I'm pretty sure you tried to like dispute that the other episode. Didn't that happen? kind of yeah there's still some fuzzy details going on here um i'm intrigued but i don't i'm going to refrain from further comment at this time at the risk of uh saying something that i don't mean or will regret down the road okay that's i think it was kind of like a i think it was kind of like a clan family barbecue uh and he had some dealings with the Zinn clan, but also he had his more important clan. And that's kind of what they're referencing is. I think it was a big old barbecue. You're saying he's invited to the cookout. Yeah, I think he's familiar with the dealings of the Zinn clan, but he's not actually in it. But, you know, maybe he helped them with some tasks, um, you know, did some yard work for him over the summer. Uh, something along those lines. Kamo the blind man then opens no, his blind. right blind eye and attacks. And this I is mean, where I said, I told you this guy's not blind. He had you so fooled you. Moron. No, 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 no. This is where I said blind people still have eyeballs. They just can't see out of them. He's opening them up, showing you he's got them, but he obviously can't see. And I will say this, it didn't even look like it was painful for for him to peek open that eyeball. It's yeah. pretty pleasant. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if someone splashed him, or not someone splashed. I, you know what I think is going on here? He was acided by his father or something in the eyes or something along those lines. I'm calling it right now. And then once he attacks uh, Fushi Ju... <laughs> Fushi Juro Fushi Chiro Chiro is very good Once he attacks him uh, Fushi does not expect him to be that strong He's It's one of those classics Oh my god this guy's stronger than I originally thought Right You know they got a lot of that coming on Going on in this uh, Yeah over no, that's not no. A, that was that was no, a little, um, that was a little a Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball reference for you. I'm very cultured, so I am proud of you though for knowing that. Thanks. And then we go straight into the OP. Um, not well, after no, we there don't. Some... No, no, we don't. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's an entire right. sentence here before <laughs> OP is said. Yeah. Fushi then realizes though when, you know. <laughs> Kamo is muttering and sputtering that this guy's doping up. Yeah. He's dope. <laughs> he is dope, but he's also doping up. Sounds like to me he's got a uh, little stack of steroids. Kind of Can interesting. you hear my squeaky chair? Uh, Maybe. Don't be squeaking Whatever. too much. It's a pretty new chair, right? Why is it squeaking? I kind of messed up uh, on the ensemble. Mm. And then... um, <laughs> what? Hey... What does that mean? When I was on like a assembling it, I <laughs> I uh, oh assembling, yeah, okay, yeah, I I didn't get it properly, I don't think, and then yeah, I could, okay, so quick story. I know we're <laughs> not too far into this. No, I, I ordered it. this chair. Okay, hey, it was a, we're already in where we gotta be. You know where's where do we have to go from here? You're, you know what? You're right. I've got all the time in the world. Let's, I'll, hang, I'll this hang this thing, thing up story. and crawl into bed. I, I might crawl into bed while we're doing it, you know? Who knows? <laughs> so I type in on Amazon, you know, gaming chair that looks official. Um, right. And a few things <laughs> came up. You don't, you're not actually familiar with any gaming chairs, but you, you want to be a gamer so bad that you needed one. So you were just looking for one that looked like a gaming chair. Yes, and I, you know, this one had like a few reviews, I think, and I clicked on it, didn't really read the reviews, I just ordered it, um, 
and it was about a hundred bucks, whatever, hundred and something bucks. It's one of the, oh, wow. you know, the nicer ones yeah. looks like a racing chair. Anyways, I, I was ensembling it. And then once I finished it, I was like, I don't think I really did this that properly because yeah. some of these like materials aren't that great. I'll be honest. It's not the, you know, the best quality chair to order. And, uh, it's called Prors is the, uh, oh, bless you name of it. Yeah. Prors. And I've never heard of it and I've never seen any official gamer, uh, rocking it. So I think I got gypped, but anyways, I emailed the people and was like, Hey, I need to send this back. Like it's kind of garbage. And this is After where the, the class, this is where the clear Chaz chart bullshit comes. This would never happen to Ronnie. This happens all the time to Chaz. Please continue. You emailed. Yeah, I emailed him. Anyways, he was like, "Well, uh, you know, how about you know what? We don't want you to send it back. Like, you know, coronavirus has been tough on our warehouse. We really need the money. Is there any way you can just Who pay the sixty dollars for it? that bitch, Corey V? Oh yeah, that bitch, Corey V." Uh, is there any way you can just pay 60 bucks for it? And I was like, yeah, to keep it. And I was like, yeah, of course. And I got my, like, I think 60 bucks, but I pretty much got 50% off. It was pretty dope. Right. They refunded you 50% just to not return the chair. Just yeah. to not return it. And the only problem with it is that it's a little squeaky and it's not even that squeaky. So yeah, pretty legit. Uh, didn't make me mad at all. Let's continue with this episode. We go back from the OP where we get a terrible rendition of some shitty Japanese nursery rhyme. Thank you for saying that because I thought for sure you were going to spew some baloney about how much you love this. This is terrible. Oh, no, this is terrible. It's just awful. Yeah, I almost turned off the episode when I was taking these notes like 20 minutes before we started this pod. But anyways, the moral of the story is Miwa does not have her sword and isn't much use without it. Right. I like how you referenced that it could possibly be a uh, Japanese nursery rhyme when to me it felt pretty clear that it was a uh, an impromptu song uh, given her situation, an original piece perhaps. Yeah, but I, I'm still not sure about that. I feel like there's definitely some ancient Japanese nursery rhymes with that sword and then that's when miwa gets a phone call and she thinks it's from mekamaru and as soon as she answers it it is inumake who tells her to sleep and she instantly passes out Mm -hmm. and is retired that got a lot to say here that seems pretty damn OP, if you ask me. He didn't even have to be at her. All he had to do was just speak into the phone. Like, that's pretty crazy. Um, okay, first, and this is really not a big deal. And when I say it's not a big deal, I truly mean it. But I am giggling because I feel like you've pronounced every single name so far just the slightest bit wrong. But moving on, <laughs> moving on from that, first of all, she mentioned something about tapioca pudding. Have you ever had tapioca pudding? What even is it? No, I'll be honest. I did not know how to pronounce that word, so I did not say it. I, and that's I usually fine. do not pronounce words that I don't know how to pronounce. And it was not important, but you know me. I'm always on the lookout for food references or food to uh, to analyze. And I just, tapioca to me, it like doesn't even exist. Who eats tapioca pudding? And what is it? What does it taste like? I'm not familiar with the taste yeah, tapioca. It to me, it's like a forty-five-year-old white woman eating it at a random baby shower. That's the only time I think it's eaten. Yeah, tapioca pudding, the number one treat for baby showers. Um, but no, old sushi roll here. He really makes a big play. We finally get. I mean, this is what the second time we've really seen him use this cursed speech stuff, and we kind of cut over to him. Are we to believe that he's also a hacker? Like, how did this phone situation go down? We obviously know Mekamaru as uh, um, a guy in a bathtub of his own blood. So where did the phone come yep. into play here? Motel 6 hot tub. Um, I think the phone came into play. He does pet. It looks like Shadow is there. Maybe. 
and it, I, it is Shadow. He pets him. Did did Shadow get the phone from Mechamaru? I don't know if that's what we were supposed to be uh, inferring. I mean, Shadow is a very good boy, so I could see that. I was just a little bit confused. I, but how does he then call off that dog, too? You talking about Shadow? Vanishes. Yeah. Well, I mean, Shadow's he's a uh, shikigami or whatever it's called. Uh, so, you know, he's one with the spirits and can just melt away and go back to Fuji. Duh. Come on, idiot. All right. Didn't think that was necessary, but. Well, okay. I mean, it was, it was a stupid question. Don't question Shadow's abilities. He's on Speaking top. of abilities, do you have the ability to hear the fan in my room right now? I'm not hearing anything at this moment in time, no. All right, it's pretty far away. I think we're fine. Okay. How do you think this is going so far? I think this is probably our worst one yet. I would agree. I think this one probably has the makings to be our worst podcast yet. Um, Hopefully, people are enjoying it, though, you know? You can only try your best, and I would say we are trying close to that. I don't know if you're trying your best, but... Oh, I'm definitely trying my best. I'm just a little cloudy right now, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We do I go over tell that from. Hey, I could tell that <laughs> from the first five seconds you joined the the meeting without your audio, and I knew. Inumaki hangs up the phone, gives uh my boy Midnight, I call him Midnight, a good rubbing on the noggin, and then he senses a curse nearby. The definitely not shady old man. We then go to him, and he's got a very hollow look on his face. And we get a flashback of him and Kamo looking at a semi-first grade cursed spirit that looks oddly like my mother. Oh, um, don't say that. This thing's like a pile of worms. Your mother's a fantastic well, woman. that's kind of my point there. And we see them talking about releasing it into the area. So these guys are some shady crooks, man. Yeah. He then tells um, he tells uh, Kama that this is essentially to kill Itadori and that a flute is needed. They just got to get a random flute for this thing. I thought that was really strange that all they needed was a flute to have this thing follow him around. I'll never underestimate the power of music. And uh, I also think they're underestimating Itadori's skills. This thing is just a pile of worms. I think Itadori could pretty easily figure a way out of whatever danger this thing tries to put him in. Yeah, you're probably right on that. And then we cut back to, you know, the old man in present time, and he's acting like he's really worried about Miwa. Is it Miwa or Miwa? I think it's Miwa. I like the way it sounds at least more. It might be Miwa. But can we say Miwa? We're going to say Miwa because it does sound better. But yeah, he acts all worried about her and saying they need to check on her, but... You know, he's just a grease, greasy slime ball is all he is. And then we go back to Inumaki, who just says kelp. Right. As it yeah. starts creeping up. Which I, uh, which confused me because isn't his whole thing that he speaks in uh, su- sushi roll recipes to lessen the blow of his curse speech? And then shouldn't he be going hard in the paint right here? It kind of made me mad. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe he's just testing out the waters. He doesn't want to, you know, what I if mean, it's... He, he told Miwa sleep. He didn't say seaweed. And so when he's in danger, he's going to start giving us some more ingredients. Come on. That is true. And who even likes kelp, dude? Can't say this, I've had a whole lot of kelp. This ugly thing then sticks its head out from the tree as we see it get sliced off instantly. And none other than our boy Hanami steps out from behind the tree. This was a reveal, dude. I was not expecting this. It came out of yeah, nowhere. That was, yeah, very, very strange, but I liked it because Hanami looks dope. I really like the design of Hanami. And dope news, Hanami looks dope. Inumake then realizes he's in danger as he says salmon and caviar and i'm not a uh, chef specialist so is it rui uh rue what is it r-u-e rue r-o-e oh r-o-e ro i don't know 
I'm not familiar with that ingredient either. I'm okay, good. I thought I was going to be very stupid for not knowing that, but at least you're stupid too. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. It then cuts to Mahito and a new fella in overalls. I um, mean, yeah. Who got- wants to make a coat rack. But then as he says that, we're like, what? He wants to make a coat rack. What's going on? He goes, well, isn't Gojo about 190 centimeters? Whoa. Metric this is the system, info we've been looking for. Metric system is always pretty intimidating to me. Um, I, I get that most of them are on the same page, and these us Americans are the ignorant, stupid ones, but it just seems like a really complex way to do things. You know, 193 centimeters, let's get a smaller number. Well, it was a smaller number. It's 190. Oh, there we go. Um, just like my own height, I give Gojo a couple more centimeters. Which, if you had to guess, do you know what feet that's in? Um, I'm going to say Gojo is kind of like 5 and 10. He's approximately 6'3". No, he's not. Yes. Get out of here. That's ridiculous. Well, he's a tall lad. I don't know if you've paid attention. He's a tall, slender lad. Five inches handsome. of that is his hair when it's swooped it looks up. Looks pretty close to me for being tall and handsome. I just don't have his eye. I have green eyes instead. There's not as vibrant. We then go to the calling card, which says Jujutsu Kaisen. Wow, I love that one. Early in the episode, too. Pretty epic. We then come back to a crying crier. Who is crying because people are not being nice to his mommy? Um, yeah, yeah, just a random kid. I was like, "Who is this? This right. is like, what is going on right now?" And it turns out that it's the fake blind man, Kamo. And he explains that he's going to be the next hair in line to the Kamo clan, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like I'm saying that completely wrong. Camo? Yeah, I don't you know. know. We'll ride with it until someone corrects us. I've tried listening to the dub, and I get, there's just a lot of names. What can we do? No, you didn't try listening to it. You watched the entire episode in dub. I saw you on my Crunchyroll account. Well, I was, I was pretty immersed in the episode. I actually listened to both ways because I'm just... I'm out no, here to didn't. make it big. Did you really? Also, also, your, crunchy, also your Crunchyroll was acting some doo-doo. When I tried to do this the first time, it kicked me out of the app like 10 times. It's ridiculous. Fix it. Uh, well, fix your Wi-Fi, because I never have that issue. I think you set something up. I think you were trying to kick me out. Um, uh, so this is where, have they talked about this tale as old as time, Ponytail's mother's being a slut? Whoa, come on, dude. Well, okay. Really? Okay. Really? Listen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now let the record show. Okay. I'm no, not the I'm not the one making such a bold accusation. It was supported in the text from a woman off screen. I've gotten into trouble for that before. And I'm not here to make the same mistake. I'm just basing it off of what I heard yeah. in the episode. I think she's a lovely you, woman. You basically fucked us last time you tried this nonsense. I was being all innocent and did right. not totally did not play along with it. No, that's just what the woman said. I'm, but yeah, was she, the woman did say something. She said something along the lines of her being like a, a very whore of a woman that doesn't cook as much as she needs to, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. I'm not sure yeah. exactly. With yeah, he then goes to Fushi and they start duking it out again, and and it's in one of the classic Japanese hallways do you know what i'm talking about dude like the, uh, look at my notes. dragons right here it says america needs out. it says america needs more natural lit hallways like the one they're standing in yeah it's, it's such awesome. an uplifting vibe i love these things and yeah and then on the other side with the actual wall there's like you know a cool dragon paint it's not i don't know if it's a painting or like wallpaper but it looks dope whatever it is he then tells Fushi, though, that he's improved. Like he's, you know, I don't like this guy's attitude. You can't tell Fushi he's improved when he's pretty much better than you. Improved. And then what? Like how much longer? What? I guess, is he insinuating that he knew him as a kid? 
Is that what he's saying? I guess he's fought him as a kid or something. Yeah. I it's confused because he we they clearly kind of know each other from the past, I think, but we don't have a good feel for what that might be. And then he even tells him that he'll grow up to be strong or something along those lines. I don't, I don't like this guy's attitude at all. I don't care if they knew each other in the past. He's the typical, oh, I'm two years older than you, so I'm just, you know, better than you. Bullshit. This typical okay. kind of guy who acts like he's blind but was never really blind and just like <laughs> yeah. keeping those eyes shut. And then fakes one open like yeah. he can see. It's, well, I mean, it's a classic move. It's, it's its oldest time. Not a fan of it. Kamo then says he wants to kill Itadori on his own beliefs, not even just because of the principle. And he's behaving for his mother's sake, which I put right here. I, You seem a little too old for that, my guy. Um, that's something a 10-year-old would say, not, you know, what is he, 18? He's a third year. Perhaps, yeah. I still don't have a good grasp for these people's age, but I would say 18 is probably pretty safe. Especially yeah. for you. There's no telling what kind of inappropriate comment you'll make in, down the road. Dude, I've got a pretty good eye for knowing who's 17. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not that that sounds bad or anything. <laughs> uh, it's because it sounds <laughs> terrible. Fushi tells him they aren't the same because he has nothing to do with the Zenin clan anymore. He's older now and isn't doing it for his mommy or daddy. He hadn't been to a barbecue in years. He stopped going to those. He hasn't. He says he doesn't care if he's right or wrong because he has faith in his own good conscience. He saves people on his own instincts. And then he says, we'll just have to curse each other, buddy. Just then, he sends one of the frog guys behind Kamo as he ramps up a max elephant. This How epic was this? This elephant is badass. This is my first thought. When I really take the leap, eat clean full time rather than, you know, that one lunch a week routine I'm doing now where I have a salad. You know, I hit the gym consistently huh? rather than one. Huh? I said, huh? What do you what do you mean? It's one? more it's more like uh, once every two weeks. I'm sorry that I, I hate that you caught me on that. And I hit the gym consistently rather than that once a month routine I'm in now, uh, causing me to just absolutely get shredded and tattoo my whole body. One of the first designs I get will be this elephant. The Max elephant? Yeah, yeah. And people will say, damn, Ronnie is so zen. People, and, and you know, people zen will call in. me. Get it? People will call me Ronnie the Zenful. Okay, that's kind of cool. Or perhaps um, Sinful Ronnie. They might kind of go back and forth with him. You have to have the uh, water coming out of the elephant's trunk, too. And when I tap. do that, when I do that, dude, you know, you know for a fact that I'll have a girlfriend who will have a, um, huh? I'll have a girlfriend when I play along here, when I get shredded and I have this tattoo of this elephant, you know that I'll be so Zinful that I'll have a Zin, uh, Zinful girlfriend who has a tattoo of a dream catcher on her back. Yes. And in the lower region or like her entire back? Uh, no, just like kind of in between the shoulder blades is where that tattoo will be. Um, the lower region, who knows? Maybe she'll have like a vine just kind of crawling all over her body. That seems pretty zen. He then puts out a max elephant that uses a lot of cursed energy. Kamo goes to attack it, but... As soon as he goes for it, it shoots water out of its trunk using max pressure. And just what a good old big lad this elephant is because it shoots him straight out of the building. I mean, flooding this entire hallway pretty much. Yeah, and then we get a close-up of Fushi's face while he's about to attack again. And I didn't know if his uh, face was wet from the elephant's splash or from the elephant's performance because it looked like he was crying did it not look like he was crying here he just you know he doesn't get to use the the badass elephant a lot because it takes so much cursed energy that he gets emotional when he gets the chance well i thought he was just like oh he did such a good job of flushing this guy out i'm <laughs> i'm so happy for you buddy what is the name of this elephant? we got to give this elephant a name we do at the moment i've got nothing 
I'm going to call him Max. That's a terrible name. How is that terrible? Max, the Max Elephant? We'll put a pin in it. I hate that name right now. Don't like it. It's not an elephant name. Okay, well. uh, That's just how I feel. It needs to be something that starts with a G or a J. Because that is Zen. He then shoots Noah. Is now a bad is now a bad time to admit that I don't even know the definition of Zen. Uh Zenin. Right? That's not what I was going for. But Noah gets shot out. This is the uh, owl, of course, the attack owl. So I like to call him. A Japanese school of Mahana Buddhism emphasizing the value of meditation and intuition. Oh yeah, okay. So thank God that pretty much means I've been using it correct the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I figured you were. Uh, but yeah, when Nue he then shoots Nue at him and it electrifies him. And Kamu won't give up though because of his mother. I mean, this dude, you're 18. Give it up, but, homie. I mean, this part. I was excited to see this guy, but I feel like I got to be a little critical here. They're just trying to make me care about this guy's mother, and I don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the same way. It just doesn't work. It's not working well. We need some more, you and know, I feel something like else. I feel like they're trying to develop Fushi, but they're being so secretive about it because my theories pretty much you know, hit the hit the nail on the head that in the end we really get nothing other than he's got some sort of connection um, in the past to the Zenin clan. Are you there? Yeah, sorry, I was thinking. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> God, guys. Kama then throws a bag of blood at him, and it splatters and you know starts to do some whatever energy, when all of a sudden, the massive tree root just comes out of the ground. There's not even a massive tree root. This thing is an entire tree, even bigger than a tree. I don't know how this guy does it, but this is like if you fed a tree 10 other trees okay i'll i'll go as far to say this other than maybe gojo maybe gojo i think hanami might be the most powerful we've seen in the show thus far oh you're saying he's stronger than gojo i said maybe other than gojo okay gojo might have him by a little bit but hanami is I feel like they've shown us multiple times where he's pretty uh, he's pretty with it. Would you say he's sick with it? And as we see later, he's got uh, he seems to have a clear goal in mind, and nothing will stop him from that. He's not about the foolish business that someone like Mahito is. I feel like he's right. got his eye on the prize, and he's doing whatever it takes to get there. Yeah, and then we look up and see uh... – Inumake running on the rooftops, uh, trying to run away from this thing when he uses this cursed speech on both uh, Kamo and Fushi and says, run away, which I thought was really sick. Like, mm. you didn't like it? Eh. Once, I mean, first of all, this guy's a little chatterbox this episode. Uh, second of all, why did he have to use his cursed speech there? Couldn't he have just said... Or is the whole thing it, that he always has to use cursed speech? Yeah, it's he's just saying to run away because he's so terrified. But since, because literally he speaks in a sushi recipes, so right. since he did not speak in a sushi recipe, it actually worked on him. Yeah, like, I mean, it definitely wouldn't have been as helpful if he had just shouted down caviar. But um, <laughs> I do wonder when he well, says, I, "I think when he maybe says, he used away. it too to." Uh, so they didn't try to be like a hero or something and, you know, attack it real quick. He was just like, get the hell out of here. So when you, um, when you watch this and he says, run away, you feel like because of his curse speech, um, the two of them just automatically start running away. They don't even make a decision, but like he forces them to run away. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah. Okay. Or at least it, it helps them make that decision. I don't know. Can't get can't um, get this guy to shut up though. I mean, just what a talking nonstop tonight. Um, right then, the teachers then see that all the uh, flags or whatever burn up on the wall, and they think there's an intruder. So the old man actually seems very worried now because of how quick it took out that the uh, 
worm curse that he sent out there. Yeah. First of all, I forgot to mention this earlier. That worm curse, it definitely, and, you know, I really hate to say this. If you go back and look, it had a full-blown vagina protruding from the top of its uh, skull. It's got that skull gina. Um, once again, I hate to say that, but I was very immersed in the episode. That's just what the notes said. You, you said a skull gina? Yeah, he had that skull gina. You familiar with those? Wow, I'm not very familiar with it, but I feel like that definitely is a must-say thing. So okay. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad that you felt that way. And also, uh, Principal Daddy, that guy totally drives a motorcycle, right? Principal Daddy. Um, which one is that again? Uh, well, Principal Daddy, he's the daddy of Panda. And uh, like, let's be honest, he's kind of a dilf, so I call him Principal Daddy. Oh, I mean, that's what I was trying to get you to say. I knew you were getting at something. I didn't want to just play along, though. I'm not shy about it. Can we all just be honest for a second? I mean, look at the guy. Well, I'm right there with you. He looks like he drives a Harley without a helmet. That's what he looks like right there. Uh, that's his daytime bike, but he also don't. I mean, don't get this cross. He's also a big time uh, speed bike rider at nighttime. He's this guy that will split two cars and doing wheelies at like 100 miles per hour for sure. Only the smartest of men's. Exactly. My then, my then says that she'll go with Gojo. Or no, sorry. Which one's my again? My is not or in me, this episode, me, I believe. Me. M-E-I. May. Is it May? Is that Ponytails? Or is not yeah. Ponytails? Because um, Ponytails is comma. Is this the woman with the huge white mop hair? Yep. I haven't gotten her name. I think it's May. Okay. M-E-I. She stays back. She's like the, the bitchy lady, bitchy looking lady Whoa. in the conference room. What? That's what oh. she is in the conference room. And she stays back And Gojo and the principal. <laughs> Gojo then says, uh, let's take you out for a walk, old man. And starts taunting the principal. I just love anytime Gojo talks shit to that boomer ass uh eyebrows paw now we've talked about this at work before and now i gotta talk about it here this is crazy while i can't hear your fan or anything else you've been worried about i do think that i can hear (laughs) hear myself through your headphones because they're so loud (laughs) (laughs) really concerned about your ears why well i just feel like um Years and years of metal music and playing Doom with the lights off and the volume turned all the way up has uh, definitely decreased some of your hearing ability. It definitely probably has. Are you saying that I listen loudly at work? (laughs) I'm just saying across the desk, I can definitely hear some things through your headphones in the morning. And I was very startled when I started to realize that I could hear myself through uh, my own headphones because they were playing back through your headphones. Yes, I have very bad ears. I uh, <laughs> probably won't be able to hear by the age of 40. So yeah. I must live, live it up while I can. It's all right. I'll, hey, I'll learn sign language for you, buddy. I'll have to have a hearing. First guy with a hearing aid from natural causes at the age of 35. Of course, you're also, I feel like, the type of guy who, if you do go deaf, um people will be like oh yeah that guy can't hear you and someone will start to sign to you and then they'll be like oh yeah he never bothered to learn sign language either (laughs) (laughs) i would definitely be that guy fushi inomaki and kamo all start to run away together it's pretty cool it's pretty dope the overall we didn't get cut over to the overall lad who we have not seen before this is definitely a new character correct yeah, I mean, I like how this show already has a bunch of characters. And then, um, I mean, most of them only being introduced really in the past four episodes. And now we're on this two-episode stretch where they just keep introducing more characters. But at this point, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to kind of act like they've been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because who the fuck is this guy? I don't know who this guy is. And he just walks in the episode like he's like, I've been with the crew the whole time. I was on the beach. I was on the beach when they were playing uh, <laughs> soccer with Brocano's head. I forgot Sukuna was even like a problem 
in this show. <laughs> That's so true, too. He's saying that he's impressed because he can hear the curses from far away or whatever. And so we know he's not a curse. He's an actual like person. And then he swings his axe on a screw and says, emerge from darkness and purify the unpure. And as he sets up a veil, so he's doing the same thing that assistant to the manager was doing. Correct. Right. Which as we can say, because of this, at this point, we're still not sure if this guy's powerful or not, because if uh, assistant to the manager can do it means basically any wet blanket can also do it. <laughs> we got to see more from this guy. Especially since yeah. his veil doesn't even look like a veil. It just looks like some old fashioned pollution. Yes, but that's part of his trick here because we see Gojo trying to run up inside before the veil closes. And I think I got ahead of myself. No, I did not. Um, he's with Gramps and, you know, the other, what's the other girl's name? Um, now it's what are Iori? I think you're, or Iori, yeah, Iori. Iori. I think it's Iori. Iori. Yeah. Yeah. He's with Gramps and Iori and she tells him to run ahead, but he says, no, it's practically closed. And this person's good because I'll, I'll have to break it. And yeah, they, they pretty much got us. He, he said something along the lines of they, they hit it very well. Yeah. So like, I think like you were saying, it was, what did he say about it? Just something like somehow he's managing to gatekeep this veil. And uh, I mean, if, yeah, if you can keep Gojo out, that's pretty impressive. And Gojo says the same thing that there must be dealing with a pretty powerful curse user. He then says he just needs to break it. And as he goes to touch it, it shocks him. And we look over to Iori, who sticks her hand through, and it goes in with ease, which I'm sure there has been a lot of uh, dudes that have gone in with ease. Moving on. They realize it's a barrier that allows anyone in except for Gojo. So that's this is where... This is what I like. Gojo is extremely OP, but there's ways around it. And I'm, I'm glad there's stuff like this in the show to go around his OP-ness. Yeah. <laughs> his OP-ness. <laughs> <laughs> his OP. <laughs> so he then tells them to go on ahead. I'm not going around his OP-ness. I'm going right at it. <laughs> no, you would, because he tried to order a Gojo shirt. A little uh, sus. Yeah. So here's the, I don't, we'll talk about this super quick. Uh, we, I'm on a mission for every show that we do. I'm getting a t-shirt and we went to order the juju ones and you got one. It's got like all the characters on it. It's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool. But I, there was this dope Gojo one and uh, you told me if I got it, uh, you questioned my sexuality, which is fine. Cause I was still going to get it, but it was sold out. So I had to get the same yep. decent one that question. you got. It was sold a out. Shirt. You know how many? It was one sold guy, out. One guy out of seven hundred women ordered that. There were seven hundred women to one that ordered that shirt. I just disagree with you wholeheartedly. It was a very cool shirt. Still might get. I might buy two shirts. <laughs> so they as go much, in as much money as this podcast is bringing in. I might just. Oh my god, dude! It's unbelievable. I, I was able to myself. get. Uh, I was able to get the. Uh, what's it called nitro cold brew from starbucks it's a little nice. bit more expensive but yeah we've been raking it in so treat, treat yourself yeah you've been working hard so they go in and they sense a strong cursed presence instantly and that's when the overall man just comes strolling on up but he was expecting gojo but he got rick rolled instead do you remember rick rolling <laughs> yeah yeah, they rickrolled him hard. Whoever he was working with, Mahit, or he says the monk he was working with, which is, I'm sure, Ghetto, who he's getting at, he tricked him. He was going to say, yeah, you can fight Gojo. We're going to let him in. You know, you've taken one-on-one. But no, um, they were actually keeping Gojo out, which is pretty cool. So that means that he set up this veil that was originally made by Ghetto is what I'm getting at. I guess. I don't Whatever, here's what you need to know. This is a classic switcheroo. 
Oh yeah. A switcheroonie. So if anyone's confused, just be like, and someone asks you about it, be like, Oh yeah. Ronnie immersed himself. Uh, this is what you call a good old fashioned switcheroski. So yeah, this guy's pissed and he can't make anything from this old man's skin. You know, it's just all wrinkly leather at this point. And this old man pulls out an electric guitar. (laughs) (laughs) I, what the heck was this? They even did. I saw they cut. There's an open case thrown to the ground. And I was like, wait, did I miss something? And then they cut to this guy and just the punkest of rock t-shirts shredding a guitar. And I, I had to like pause and make sure that I was, Hadn't gotten watching jujitsu, a, a YouTube channel that was making something silly. What was so anime? Oh my god! Oh, dude, yeah, I, I am not a fan of this this lad. The I really wardrobe want him change gone. as well. What I mean, this yeah, guy's a cursed guitar user. Is that what we're to believe? <laughs> He's a cursed musician. And explain. I mean, I said it earlier, and I'm still mean what I said never underestimate the power of music so i actually take this guy a little bit more seriously <laughs> now um explains the multiple piercings you know he was living that punk rock lifestyle and here he is i wholeheartedly agree the power of music back in 2000 circa 2013 uh the classic tune lemonade mouth um determinate yeah very that one changed my year that year so we go back to Hanami, who, by the way, he just looks dope as fuck. I, I've said this before. He's my favorite looking character in the show. Really? No homo. What do you yes. think about his whole like arm wrap situation on the one side? You think that's, that's he's ever like. going to take off the wrapping and it's going to be like something crazy? More than likely. I feel like it's uh, the it's like the Gojo blindfold situation where you know mm. he's going to eventually take off the blindfold. Yeah, I like that. Our three-man crew realizes that it's cursed spirits and and humans working together. That they, they already had stuff set up. Um, and then Fushi says he believes that this is the same spirit that attacked Gojo before because it matches the reports. As we get the art report of what looks to be a looks like you drew it. It does. It, it looks like I drew it. I'm not a skilled drawer, and it looks like I did it with my left hand, and I'm right hand dominant. Yeah, you are. Pretty pretty funny picture. Um, what do you mean by, yeah, you are? What do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't know. Inumaki then says that. Jacking off, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what that doesn't know. That's not. Your right hand's really, even, always really smooth and lotioned up. Your left hand's always kind of crusty. I don't. I always sit on my left hand till it goes goes numb, and then I use it, and it's like a stranger did it. Yeah, that doesn't work, it, by the way. Inumaki then says tuna with mayo, and that just really helps out the situation now, really turns things around. As Fushi starts to call Gojo, pulls out that cellular device. You know, I think they've got 5G towers set up around. The veil does not protect against 5g network that's the power of 5g Uh, and i've watched like uh a bunch of silly high school shows and even in those shows they use cell phones less often than the show (laughs) (laughs) and then that's what hanami sprints up and breaks the phone He, he i think hanami agreed with you way too much yeah He's like, get a walkie-talkie, damn it, or like a Bluetooth earpiece, or not a Bluetooth, just an earpiece. What a, what a world are we living in? Inumaki then tells Hanami to not move, which then actually makes him not move. <laughs> <laughs> Inumaki's awesome, man. I mean, come on. What, yeah. a-, <laughs> <laughs> what a power. <sighs> Such a stupid power. <laughs> I also I, I wanted to fit this in somewhere. How how fancy is he when he's holding his zipper? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, it's like his neck it's zipper. like someone, it's the equivalent of someone pulling the hammer back on a gun. He's just got his 
his pointer <laughs> finger and his thumb, and then the rest of his fingers are splayed out so uh, so fancy, just waiting to unleash that that weapon that is his oh tongue. This tongue. That's hilarious. This is exactly what it's like. Inumaki then <laughs> says, "Someone sees him grab the zipper, like whoa, whoa! Just take it easy, man. Take it easy. Just take it easy. Man. I got a family. I got a family." But my whole thing too, though, him doing the zipper thing, which I still don't know, understand how they do this. I think they've probably explained it. Didn't they? Someone say that if I think it was Toto that if you know that the uh, Inumaki's coming and about to talk, that you can easily deflect it. That's so true too. Yeah, Hanami would be all over that. I'm sure. Well, I guess he doesn't know about that power yet, but I'm sure as soon as he catches on, it's game over. The guy's like, "I've got a family. Please don't." And then he just goes, "Salmon," and he goes, "Huh." Thank you. You won't regret it. Uh, I'm I'm getting on the right track from here. This has really opened my eyes. And then he said tuna with mayo, dude. That it just sounds disgusting to me. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a mayo boy. And I'm not really a tuna boy either. Yeah, I can't say I've had much tuna either. I think we discussed it last week. I think both of our diets consist of about. Uh, 97% chicken products. Yeah, just frozen Tyson uh, dinosaur nuggets. <laughs> Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Monkeys. Oh, I've already said that. Kamo uses his blood but does zero damage with it because he sucks and he's faking a blindness, which is not cool. As we then have Inumaki, or I'm sorry, Fushi's attack working either really working on anything but inumaki he stopped him for a little bit but that's not really gonna work for too long uh kamo he's just straight up uh thieving some blood drives dude what's up with these blood bags he's got do you think he's like doing that while he's like secretly got a syringe in his arm while this so, is all going on and so this guy is a vampire or something i mean i don't know it's not even vials of blood. This is straight up bags of blood. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of fluid to take out of a person. That is true, man. Good point. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my looks like my great grandma's yeah. piss bag, whatever they call it. Oh, okay. Hanri then says to stop you foolish children and fushi then realizes that he's understanding this while hanami's speaking in a different language which is very creepy i i really like this they kind of did a they did a decent job at portraying this did did you like this or no yeah Please i mean I'm, yes. I'm all in on hanami um it's cool his voice is very strange um but I think they did a good job kind of portraying what Fushi was talking about. Cool. Glad you said that. You're welcome. I didn't want, I, I really liked it a lot. So I didn't want you to say no. And then I'd be like, well, I kind of liked it. And then no, I think just we're get both, awkward from I think we're both on the Hanami uh, tree branch. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. Yeah. There. yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. Oh, that. Uh... He says it really just wants to protect the planet. So this is a good guy. I'm I'm really buying into this. I think they should just let him do whatever he's trying to do. But no, the fake blind man, he then says that he's not buying it. Like, don't listen to him. He's just a curse, which I like that. I feel like Fushi would fall for this madness. You think so? Um, which madness is that exactly? That this guy is just trying to protect the earth. Oh, yeah. He's just being a nice I mean, guy. Hanami is, let's be, let's call it what it is. He's an eco-terrorist. Um, he definitely wants to kill 70% of the population, uh, to, for flowers to grow. And that's kind of simplifying it. Um, I thought it was a hundred percent, but it, it might be, it could very well be. I was <laughs> trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because I'd like to think that if we were on his tree branch and, you know, we were really, um, recycling well, he would let us be, but he probably wouldn't. Forest, oceans, and lands have been swept up, and I can't stand it. It's impossible to coexist with humans any longer. Mm -hmm. yeah. how, how much does the 
the few humans that actually do display affection help. Right. That makes zero sense. No, well, he basically I, what he's saying is I think he's, he's saying, saying yeah. I think he's saying, oh yeah. wow, you separate your garbage from your plastics and you think the world is being saved, you morons, and then he murders us all. I think the point he's trying to make. And I like that take because I do I separate my plastics out, I recycle. But at the end of the day, is it really helping anything? No. 90% of fat, tubby, stupid lards, they're all just shitting in bottles and shitting in bags and, and just wiping it in the ocean. Not to mention, you know, I, I haven't done extensive research on this, but I'm, uh, I'm pretty confident saying this. It's nine, like a large percent of the plastic that people separate and recycle ends up in landfills anyway because it's not cost effective to recycle plastic like it just doesn't go that far yeah so that's a little you know some people might say hey that fits more uh, with a learn a little something with ronnie and chad but you know that's just me dropping some some knowledge on you you don't come to a jujutsu pot kaizen podcast without learning about you know nature and recycling damn right am i correct no, we we always want someone to walk away with a, a little more knowledge. So they all start sweating profusely, and Hanami says, all humans please die and become sages as he starts to attack, and then we get to the end of the episode. He said the episode title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so a decent episode, you know, I was kind of excited going into it. And then some of the combo stuff, I didn't hit as hard as I wanted it to. But the fact that Hanami and his crew are here now, things got very interesting. And I'm interested to see where we go from here. I'll see if I can say interested one more time. And I will. Uh, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Hanami guy. So I enjoyed it. But yeah, like you said, I'm ready for the next one. I feel like the next one's going to be even better. Would you say you're interested? If I had to say one word to kind of describe what I'm feeling right now, it would be interested. Yeah, I would as well. Um, because going into it, and even you said who, you know, we haven't said this a whole lot. You've seen the entire first season. I'm going episode by episode like a responsible podcaster. Well, um, well yeah. somebody's got to get ahead and kind yeah. of examine the diversifications and we're on deck for some really good episodes isn't that correct uh I, you know to be honest i don't really remember what okay happens so after fantastic this. he was uh high out of his mind and doesn't really remember the episode so it's kind of like he'll be going uh high one, on one episode at a time just like me but yeah that's the end of the episode we go to the juju strolls it's uh <laughs> Oh, I know. Uh, I know. Usually, I try and go to bat for the juju strolls. I'm gonna have a tough time this week. Okay. Well, here, let me get through it real quick. I've <laughs> got some things on it. Well, I, I made a typo in my notes right here. I said the juju strokes. Yeah, th- this gave me a stroke watching this. Um, <laughs> the bad guys. The bad guys are dressed up as Japanese schoolgirls, <laughs> and. Saying they want to strangle Gojo. Uh Um, Yeah. And I put right here, what the fuck am I watching? Like, really? What is going on? Am I high? That was what I have right here. (laughs) Here, Here's my notes. I was equally as confused and didn't know what was actually worth writing down. Uh, Two of my notes are Hanami has a hole in their hand, which I don't know what that's referring to or anything. I don't remember that part. And then this final note is just Brocado is contemplating life. <laughs> I thought I thought those two notes were must, must. I had to write this down and talk about them on the podcast. And then the last thing I have is Hanami is having a period girl cramp moment, whatever I, that means. Do you feel? I feel like this is uh, now. You're more into the uh, anime as a whole as me. Is this some sort of like? What's the word? Oh, why can't Spoof? I think of? It? Yeah, like is this some other anime and they're doing like a uh, like making a fun tribute of that anime? to it or something? I don't know. Yeah, is it like a joke? Is it like a 
Is this like a Saturday Night Live skit sort of thing? Am I missing something? Is so I, I would Im- I would imagine that it is like do, feel like giving a tribute to another anime. Yeah, I just feel like we're missing the joke where if someone was in the know and they were like, oh, yeah, this is actually they're playing it directly off this. And we'd be like, oh, OK. Yeah, guys, we're not complete fully weebs yet. Um, we're working. I'm on kind it. of a weeb. I'm a weeb tard. I'm not a full weeb at the moment. Um, so, yeah, let us know what anime this is from. Yeah. All right. And I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> We will talk with you soon and just have a great time. <laughs> have a great rest of your week, whatever day of the week it is. And um, we, love you. we love you. And hey, check us out on the Discord. Check us out on the Discord, Twitter at Podcast Chronic. Email the Podcast Chronicles at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. There was a little update, and I don't know why I said there was an update. Doesn't really affect you at all, but you can still rate and review because that's There's what update, podcasters guys. say. Check it out. There was an update. Just start updating people on all updates. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Minecraft just came out with a 1.17.2 update. Uh, check it out. And you guys, check out the new Google Chrome update. I've been Ronnie. I'm sorry. And I've been Chad. Peace. Peace.